What up, though? This is the Chill Bravado Podcast, and I'm your host, Chill B. And we have a series called Laker 82-16, where we cover the grind. Over 82 games, seasons, well as hopes of having 16 wins to get the chip in the end, but we are in off-season mode. And yeah, we have now a Pat Bev trade pending. We have to wait to make it official, of course. But the reports have been coming in and flowing in that we have a trade. Okay, so we're going to look at that, how I feel about that trade, you know, what we're giving up as Laker fans, what the front office is going to deal with that um, and the potential if he comes, like, even though we know it's probably not going to happen. But what would a Pat Bev, Russell Westbrook locker room and starting lineup look like? We'll be back to discuss all the shenanigans. Laker 82, 16. Laker 82-16. Let's get right into it, okay? Pat Bev is reportedly being traded for THT. And as of right now, we're hearing rumors of Stanley Johnson. Not necessarily heard in the final say so yet. Nothing official. But the, all the unofficials and the experts, even Magic Johnson, is even tweeting about it. Pat Bev even said woke up, you know, woke up as a Laker, feeling like a Laker or something like that. So we know that this is probably, it has legs and it's going to happen. But now we just have to wait until the deal is finalized and see what is all really going to be put in place of this. Because you look at THT's contract as well as Pat Bev. Pat Bev, who's like $13 million um, player. TH2, who's right now at 10.3, that's not enough to make that work. So to get a little closer to make the numbers work, Stanley Johnson, who has 2.35 mil, um, would give you that that number and that range that you have to follow in to complete these trades. So that's where the speculation coming into Stanley Johnson. Could it be Winning Gabriel? You know, maybe they would do that because a lot of people are looking at it and now we're all, all of a sudden, you know, overranking our importance of Stanley Johnson because before, you know, last week, I'm pretty sure if, if he was in a mix to get a Kyrie Irving, um, we wouldn't even care. Or, and granted, Pat Bev and, and Kyrie are way too different, you know, players of stature. I get it. But um, let's say we would use him to get, you know, just anybody else other than Pat Bev, you know, if he was in the Buddy Hill trade, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But since it's Pat Bev, you know, of course, he's in his 30s. He's a guy that some people just probably don't like personally, even though they don't personally know him. Just, you know, the perception, the, the villain role that he's played. It's giving people, you know, rubbed them the wrong way. So giving up Stanley Johnson, who's a guy who you feel like helped us out in certain points of the season. But let's be honest, he's not going to make or break our championship run, whether he's on the team or off the team. He's just a good player um, to help fill out your roster. And you would not want him to be, like, I look at it like your, your top three players, you know, one, two, and three. Now, four through eight are Four through nine, you know, I don't know if Stanley Johnson, you don't want him to be your fifth or sixth best player on the team. Now, if he's eight, nine, ten, dare I say, if even if you go down to 12, you know, so, you know, th the roster three through eight for us, since we're going to say LeBron AD or the, the dogs, huh, I got a podcast about the dogs, but the alpha males, um, three through eight, Pat Bev fits great in that spot. Three through eight, Stanley Johnson, who was out the league, you know, just recently out the league. You, I don't know if you want him to be 
in your three through eight. And if it is three through eight, you want to be seven or eight, six, seven, or eight. You know, you don't want him to be a guy you have to rely on night in, night out. Let him let him get his stuff reestablished in the league. Pat Bev has consistently been um, in that top eight type of category, top five for some, six, seven, eight. So he's used to being in that regular rotation, played in 58 games last year. So, you know, the Stanley Johnson thing, I push back on because you really didn't value him the way you think you did. Is that if you don't like Pat Bev or you don't understand the move for an older guy like Pat Bev giving up younger talent, uh, you know, so I see where that comes from. Now, THT definitely we're overvaluing him now because we were just, you know, criticizing him for a majority of the year. Like, if you look at most of the, the fan base, the majority of the year, they were criticizing THT. We've been, you know, we look at him and we say, where, where does he fit? He doesn't play great in Esther Westbrook. Um, he needs to be moved, you know, and now that he's about to be moved, we, we're looking at it from two sides. You have people who are happy because you get a player like Pat Bev who you hate to play against but love to have on your squad. So, Pat, I see the mixed signals, and I think it's warranted both ways. But let's not let's not over, you know, just overanalyze everything. Let's let things happen because I'm pretty sure this is not going to be the only move that's going to happen. So, if this is one single move and that's all we did all, all season long, this will be questionable, and you'll be sitting here thinking, what in the world would a Russell Westbrook and Pat Bev lineup look like? But we're going to talk about that. Before we get to that, does this solidify and let us know, you know, confirmation that Russ is definitely on the move? Um, Russ and Pat Bev, granted, they don't have great history as far as, you know, competitors. But, I mean, as teammates, you never know what would happen. But I just don't see a great fit with them either. A, because you, you, you're limiting yourself and you're having all these guards and not enough wings. Like, we already talked about wings and forwards and all these things. And you sent you sending Stanley Johnson, who's probably one of your better wing defenders and better bench rotational guys as far as wing depth. And THT, who you have, you know, he's 21 years of age, about to go into his fourth season. So very young. So it's like, oh, we're giving up on the young guys type of thing. But if you have LeBron James, who's just got his extension, you have AD and you're trying to get a, if you were trying to get a guy like Kyrie. Um, but Pat Bev is another win now type of guy. $13 million. You know what you're getting from him every night. So I, I'm just sensing like we need to push back on trying to be like, well, Stanley Johnson, if we lose him, oh no, let's not do that. I would much rather have Winnie Gabriel in there just because we've seen Stanley Johnson more. But if this is what it takes to get um, Pat Bev to the team and then those other moves happen, now that KD is now officially not going anywhere. Um, we can get those other moves going. Let's go. Like, we have to make these moves, and, and we're going to talk about that move right after this. So who could be coming in? And I'm going to continue talking about Russ just for a second. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about the trades, maybe Pacers. We'll see. Who knows? We're all sitting back patiently waiting. First, congratulations if Pat Bev is coming to the team until if he's officially here. I'm going to say if. As you never know, it might be a Mark Cuban Nah, he's not DeAndre Jordan. Nobody's coming in and locking themselves in. We'll be right back. Magic Johnson tweets, I used to hate Patrick Beverly when he played against my Lakers, LOL. But now I love him because he's on our team and he's going to help my Lakers get to the playoffs now normally this is when i say shut up magic 
respectfully, of course, because he is a Lakers legend. But when his tweet, I, I, I say that to Magic's tweets, because sometimes he says some of the most either obvious things or just, you know, just the dumbest things. And it's very, it's annoying. I'm not going to say dumb, it's annoying, but he's a Laker legend, like great. I'm not going to disrespect him too much, but shut up, Magic, just for old times' sake. I've grown not to say that as much on social media, but I think everybody's going to have a change of heart, you know? And then you're going to have those stubborn feuders going to, you know, they're not going to admit that they, they were wrong about what Pat Bev brings to a team. Like, we know what he brings. He brings a sense of intensity that you really love to have on your team. Like, you're not going to get see him, you know, not, you know, caring. You're not going to see him slacking. You're not going to see him losing confidence. And then getting to a market like L.A. again, when he was, when he was with the, the with the Flippers, he was really big time for the Flippers. Those, you know, those the nail clippers really miss having him, Trez, and Lou Will. Like that was real big, you know. But now you put him in with the Lakers, you know, the greats, you know what I'm saying? And then you get him to show up and show out on national televised game on the regular. Open at night. I won't be surprised of him if he don't get into it with Steph Curry. I just I can't wait. I mean, him and Draymond on the same court, opening night after ring ceremonies, dude's going to have a little, a little bit of emotion. Like, LeBron can chill because he got a guy, you know, because LeBron tried to stay out of all that. You know, he don't really, except for when he lost his cool against the Grizzlies when they were stumping us and them young boys talking in his ear. But for the most part, LeBron kind of stays cool and lets his game do the talking. Well, guess what? Pat Bev loves to talk to talk and walk to walk. So I can't wait. But Russ is like that too. But Russ is a different type of aggression. Russ is not. He's like a lit fuse and a bomb that's ready to go off. Pat Bev is like a, a bear trap. He snaps only when, you know, the right amount of pressure is applied and he's ready to snap and cut you off at the ankles. He knows when to do it. He knows. He's, he's very calculated. He, he, he knows he's not a Russell Westbrook caliber player and athlete, so he's had to be a little more smart and clever. Pat Bev is like a fox. You know, just as deadly, but he's gonna he's gonna scope out his prey. He's gonna sense, you know, what's the best way for me to get to my goal, get to my next meal. He's gonna eat, and we just can't wait to see him do it with the Lakers. So all those who are doubting it, just let's be patient because it ain't no guarantee it's gonna work, you know. But let's have fun with it. Let's see what happens. I have been saying the villain role that Pat Bev has played over the last several years has grown on me, and I get it. That's how he fed and feeds his family. So now the Lakers who have not had a villainish type of role since shout out to Kobe, you know, cause Kobe was a villain for a while. Like people just not, they could not stand Kobe. He's a ball hog, he's this, but Kobe won. And then we're gonna talk about that at the end of the show, you know, represent, representing for Mamba Day that just passed. So we'll talk about Kobe in a little bit, but let's get right back to it. There's no way Russ and Pat can be teammates in my eyes because of all the history they have. I didn't like Pat back then with Houston. I felt like him, you know, that, that shot to Russ was, was unnecessary, but I, I respect that if it happened, they would make it work. And I don't know if this team would survive. <laughs> okay. I just don't see how that would work. It'd be too much energy. I don't know how they would play on the court together. It might be, you know, a road dog that Russ might need, but Russ just doesn't seem like a guy who's going to switch up. And now we cool again. So I just know this means that the indie deal that we all want might be around the corner. So Russ and stuff for Buddy Hill and Miles Turner. 
Russ and stuff, the stuff being picks. You know, I don't really care what they trade away. I'm not worried about the future as much as others do. I do worry about the future, but there's nothing I can do as a fan to control that. I can, I'm just waiting for the move to be made and see it play out, and then I can give my reaction to what happened. I, I can give my I can give my thoughts on what you know how I feel when it first happened. Like right now, when the Pat Bev thing broke, I just smiled because we've been all kind of hinting at it. After he was on first take and get up and all that, he was like, man, this dude was a Laker, man. You know, and then once I found out in the previous season that him and LeBron are actually pretty cool, I was like, yeah, he could play LeBron. Yeah, he could play LeBron. So we might have that opportunity sooner, you know, soon as everything finalizes. So let's get to the indie thing. Buddy Hill and Miles Turner for Russ and stuff. A potential starting lineup of Pat Bev, Buddy Hill. LeBron, AD, and Miles Turner. Now, when I first initially see this, I think, man, that's actually defensively going to be straight. We're going to have our two bigs. Um, I don't know how Miles Turner going to, you know, I don't know how he defends in space, but nobody's going to be like switch hunting him, you know? And if, and if you were to say, I'd rather have Austin Reeves in my starting lineup, I'm fine with that too. Who are you going to take out? Take out Pat Bev and put Austin Reeves in there? You know, or take out Buddy Hill and, and put Austin Reeves there. I don't really care what the starting lineup is because I don't know how any of these players are going to play together. But it's really about the closing lineup. So now that Stanley Johnson is gone, allegedly, and THT is going to be out the door, this really makes me think about the roles of Troy Brown Jr. and JTA. And then let's not forget Kendrick Nunn. What is his role in this? Who is if if the deal is done with Indiana? Are they are we sending anybody else out? Is Winning Gabriel being saved because he's going out in a deal with Russ, or does Russ and stuff get the job done to get Buddy Hill and Miles Turner over here? You know, and Buddy Hill will he be able to now you know capitalize on those just three point type of perception of him that he's a, a three point shooter, high volume? You know, will he be able to knock those shots down wide open? Like he's done against the Lakers from time to time. Well, I've, I've never understood how guys like that shoot like that, but then come to the Lakers and play with the Lakers, and they just, it's called the Laker tax. Like, whatever your three-point percentage is, probably going to drop 5%, maybe 10 You know, who knows? Because when you get up in the spotlight, things change. But hopefully he doesn't have that problem, because if Buddy can't make shots, then what is Buddy on the court for? So we'll see with that. Miles Turner, like, if we play small ball – you know, is that playing him out the court in the end? Is he a part of the, the, the closing lineup? Is AD going to play at the five? Does it depend on what the matchup is? What does this do for Thomas Bryant and Damon Jones? We just talked about this trade, but I'm just curious of the roles of none. The roles of JTA, which I think is about to go up if Stanley is out the door. Um, Troy Brown Jr. as well. You know, reason none. I'm really looking like, okay, what are they going to do with the guard ro rotation? So it's a lot that we can look at and say, what trades are next? Do we find a way to get like a Cam Reddish? I heard a rumor that this Pat Bev deal might even turn into a three-team trade. You never know. Or the Pat Bev trade is going to be separate with him and THT, but then other moves are going to be made so we can make the numbers work. So you never know what's going to play out in this. All we can do is talk about the fits and how they work. So we're going to come right back after that. And I'm going to get into a few things that have been bothering me about the team. All right, we are back. And some of the things that have been bothering me with the team is 
a lack of aggression at times. Um, last year, although we had Malik Monk who shined, you know, you know, some some light on us. Um, Carmelo Anthony had moments of you know playing bright spots for us, but Melo's older and Malik Monk is strictly an offensive player. But one thing that bothered me with the team is that I like a lack of fight and this aggression at times. Like we didn't have other guys, the others as Shaq called them, that could really step up and be the grinded out aggression, you know, make those hustle play type of moves. Nope, none of those guys we had were really either, you know, aggressive enough to do it or just age. Like we had an older roster. So now do we have some guys um, who are going to be able to consistently give us that? And I feel like the Pat Bev uh, mentality can definitely raise a level of toughness and awareness and sense of urgency. So now he can rub off on uh, Austin Reeves. You know, Austin Reeves who kind of just take care of his business, but he's definitely not the one you're going to look at for emotional leadership especially being this is you know that was his rookie season last year but a guy like pat bev can come in and give him a whole boost of confidence um he can come in and give lebron and ad um a shot in the arm on those nights where they're just like you know i'm not feeling it yet you know i'm not really turning it on so having a guy like pat bev really is um something that's helpful and, and he's not like russ like we've seen Russ look like he he kind of goes in lone wolves sometime when it comes to plays and trying to make all these plays himself. Pat Bev is more of a team-oriented guy who does those those things. So Russ is a leader who barks loud, but he normally leads by example and, and is able to put his imprint on the game. Pat Bev, who knows his role and has the same type of mindset that he wants to make sure that the team is ready and up for anybody and that it's us versus them. So that's one thing that I feel like we can get that's going to change the mentality the team and i think it's going to benefit lebron ad as well so yeah the indie deal intrigues me because we get two players who i feel like regular season wise it helps us you know loosen up the grips of our margin of error because last year we had the, the smallest margin of error since lebron got there the first year we're not really counting there was a whole bunch of young guys the margin of error was nothing because we didn't expect them to win a title anyway you know and the next year after that we had the guys like you know caruso you know, and Markeith Morris, Dwight Howard, Javel McGee, all these guys will play their role to perfection. I'm um, KCP, you know, and, and these guys really, they, they, they played their role and they made sure that they cleaned up a lot of the other things. Like, so the stars don't have to worry about that. Now, last year, we did not have that at all. We didn't have guys who can come in and help clean up some of the errors that we have of this roster because there's no perfect roster. I don't care how many wings you got, Clippers. You still have to find a way to get minutes for them, keep them happy, find out who works good together, the chemistry-wise, and make sure we have, you know, the most productive players out there on the floor at the most crucial moments, whether it's, you know, going into halftime or, you know, the closing lineups of your four quarters. So we we really needed this kind of boost in the arm, and let's see what Pat Bev can do. Can he rub off on the other guys? Because once Russ has moved, we have that type of energy removed, and now we can kind of, start fresh with a little bit of pat bev a new voice not only on the court in the locker room on the sidelines and darvin ham probably will love it because he's going to be that guy who's going to run through a wall for darvin ham so now as we look into more of you know just me you know not liking what the team does immediately i heard people say we're trading tht we cho- we chose tht over caruso now we trade him that is false the lakers could have had both of them tht and Caruso, but they were being cheap. And I'm not going to say cheap by my standard because they're talking about millions and millions of dollars. But they were being cheap because they didn't want to go into the luxury tax. So Caruso was out of the picture for them. They did not want to, 
you know, go over their number that they had set. And that's why they let Caruso walk. Hindsight is 2020, right? It's not we wish we kind of had the guy. We wish he was here because could you imagine having him and Austin Reeves? It would be amazing to have not only two of my white brothers who are out here balling, but having these guys ready at all times to have the smart IQ that they have. And they both have different skill set, but they're going to compare to each other just because they both came in to play for the Lakers at a high level, especially for them. So we we need to cut that out. Like That's a misconception of it all. Another misconception is who won the trade. Oh, Utah won it, hands down. Oh, Lakers won it, hands down. Who, you know, who, no, it's not, it's not going to be determined today. All you can say is, which trade do you like more? Like, which pieces do you like going out? I like Pat Bear coming in. I'm, I really am salty. I seen Stanley Johnson's name. It kind of hurt me at first. But then that's when I came to the um, conclusion that him staying and leaving, once again, is not going to impact our title. Nothing about him says, man, if we don't have this guy on our roster, we lose it all. We're going to go back and say, see, we should have kept Stanley Johnson. It's not going to happen. So when I hear who won the trade, I feel like it's pointless. But we love having pointless sports conversations, so I'm here for it. I feel like the Lakers helped themselves out as a right now team putting Pat Bev there because I don't even think THT was even in the rotation. They don't. I don't think they even knew what they are going to do with him. And Stanley Johnson, I felt like, was going to be a piece. But if you're going to get a guy who's been in the league for years, and, and, and not let the guy who was out of the league and now is trying to get himself back in. I'm not mad at picking Pat Bev. Pat Bev has been here. He's done that. He's been sustainable in this league for many years. Stanley Johnson, who, although a good player and can be a great role player, um, if he ever, you know, spread his wings, but he just got back in the league. Like, he was not here. Like, he's been bouncing from team to team. So it's not anything new for him. So I just hope people don't think that we're losing out on something super important and amazing when we already know that we're not finished and if we are finished then we question it but right now let's calm down let's see what they do let's see who they put in there and before i get out of here i want to bring up my favorite mamba moment since we're talking about mamba day and there's all these games i don't want to go through and talk about the games i want to talk about the beginning and the end okay the beginning and the end the middle also kind of goes with this but you can see the transition because in the beginning it was amazing how after they beat Philly, I'm, I'm thinking, like, you know, and then especially after the Shaq and Kobe thing started, people really hated Kobe. Like, they did not like Kobe. He was a ball hog. You know, he was a guy who he didn't he didn't do what other people wanted to do. He he, he kind of kept himself isolated, didn't make himself presentable or personable to us as fans in the media, unless you were in those areas able to go to the games. But you were like us who had to watch the games from home when you had to only see what they showed us on television. And we went through the whole thing with him and Shaq and Kobe. And then with the case, um, a lot of people did not like Kobe. And I never understood it. But in a way, I did understand it. But I never understood it because personally, I don't know this man. So I don't want to get on that level. I just admire the work. I admire his his reaction uh, or lack thereof sometimes when good or bad things happen. Like if he hit a game with a shot, he's not even flinching. You know, shout out to Matt Barnes to try to get him with the ball. But the flinch when he was in Orlando. But... Then I also appreciated how the love came at the end of his career. I thank God that he was able to see this love, and I wish he was still here with us. I wish Mama Day was something that we could celebrate with Kobe, and he give his stories of his moments and and just the space he was in with the children and the coaching. We really miss him, and we really love all the memories that he gave us as sports fans and then as girl dads and all these things. So we want to give our shout-out to that family, what they're going through, our prayers out to them as well. So... They hated Kobe in the beginning. Hated Kobe a lot in the middle. Ball hog, you know, 
disruptive play, blah, blah, blah. But now people look at him and they just smile and shine. I'm thankful that he got to see that before he was taken away from his family and from the whole sports world. So this is what we have. Pat Bev Trey still pending. We I appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to keep on, you know, I'm not doing the rumor rolls and all that. So whenever we get some stuff that's kind of in stone or we get more updates on it, we're going to jump back on. We're going to talk about it. But as of right now, um, yeah, man, the Lakers are starting to make moves. This is the KD thing is over. So I like that. You know, we didn't get Kyrie. I didn't like that, but I live with it because I don't think, you know, pushing to get Kyrie was going to be any more healthy for this team because right now it's very toxic around it. You know, it's a toxic fan base we are uh, worldwide too. So, hey, 80, 82, Laker, 82, 16. Chill Bravado Podcast. I'm your boy, Chill B, and I'll holler at you next time.